A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. I know I do but I think it's equally as important to know what you'd do with that time if you had it. But learning how to prioritize what's important to me didn't come naturally. It's taken a lot of wonderful, loving people, including a couple of really great therapists, to get me there. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do believe the world would be so much better if everyone had access to a good therapist that did the right thing for them. But until we get to my perfect utopia, I will never stop searching for ways to make self-help and therapy and life improvement more accessible. So if you have personally been thinking of starting therapy, maybe BetterHelp is the right thing for you. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And ideally, if you find the right match for you, we can all learn how to make time for what makes us really happy. Visit betterhelp.com slash make your bed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash make your bed. All right, y'all, I'm going to be honest. I cannot stop thinking about Cozy, which is some of the most thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living that I've ever seen. And we have talked about Cozy's beautiful products before, but I really want to harp on the Cozy experience itself because not only is the delivery fast and free, but the purchasing process itself is actually fun. As someone who is notoriously bad at making decisions and commitments to things, the fact that Cozy allows me to fully customize pieces and then physically see them in my space through an augmented reality, well, they fully eliminated my fear of commitment. And when I say the furniture itself is so elegant, I mean it. Everything is carefully designed in Canada with the intention to enhance any space with high-quality products at a fair price. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com to start customizing your furniture today. That's C-O-Z-E-Y dot com. Well, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Today, we're talking about the history of Barbie, whose full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. And she was the brainchild of Ruth Handler, alongside her co-founder husband, Elliot, in March of 1959. When Handler noticed her daughter Barbara was playing with paper dolls, she decided she wanted to give her a doll that was not a baby, but a woman that she could aspire to. She was premiered at the annual Toy Fair in New York, and in the first year, over 300,000 Barbie dolls were sold. But by the 1960s, Barbie was already attracting criticism for being a sex symbol. To counteract this, the Handlers gave her a little sister named Skipper, along with a best friend named Midge. Though she disappeared after 1967, only to return in the 80s along with a husband, kids, and a happy family line of toys, which included a pregnant Midge with a detachable womb. The line courted scandal from every angle, among which was outrage that Midge was pregnant without a wedding ring. Though to many, 
Barbie was too conventional with her improbable proportions and origins as a doll who aspires to essentially marry Ken. But to many others, she was way too progressive. Indeed, as early as 1968, nine years after her invention, Mattel introduced their first black doll, Christy, a friend of Barbie, which arrived right around the Civil Rights Act of 1968. But it wasn't until 1980 that Mattel produced its first black Barbie. She was designed by Kitty Black Perkins, who was a chief designer for Barbie. By the 60s and 70s, the feminist movement was pretty anti-Barbie, which had by this time become shorthand for bimbo, highlighting a man-pleasing vapidity. So much for that at the 1970 Women's Strike for Equality March in New York, the chant became, I am not a Barbie doll. Yet we must remember that Barbie was already a working woman. In fact, by 1960, just one year after her inception, she was working as a fashion designer. And the next year, she took on three more jobs. An air stewardess, a nurse, complete with a diploma, and a ballerina. But throughout her first decade, she would take on many vocations, from tennis player to astronaut to the vaguely coverall job of career girl. But the fact of the matter is, she was an astronaut before women could have their own credit cards. And despite that many of her early jobs were stereotypically feminine, by 1973, she was a surgeon. And by 1991, she was in the Air Force, the Navy, and the Marines. And by 92, she'd become business executive Barbie, nagging herself a corner office the same year that she made her first bid for president. Fun fact, Barbie's run for president every election since. I know who I'm voting for in 2024. So since 1959, she's held more than 250 careers, from dentist to Olympic skier. We love a driven badass with ADHD. And on the topic, Ruth Handler said in her 1994 memoir, My whole philosophy of Barbie was that through the doll, the little girl could be anything she wanted to be. Barbie always represented the fact that a woman has choices. But it is impossible to talk about Barbie's important feminist history without talking about the body image that she has perpetuated. Indeed, this doll has historically propagated an unrealistic body type, and along with it, some worrying messages. The 1963 Barbie came with a diet book that simply read, Don't Eat, which when I first read that, I cringed so hard, I never thought I'd see straight again. But we can't pretend like that doesn't influence us. In 2006, a study published in the Journal of Developmental Psychology concluded that girls exposed to Barbie at a young age were more vocal about being thin compared with those exposed to other dolls. When a new head of the Barbie brand, Evelyn Mazzocco, took over in 2014, she undertook a poll of Barbie haters to see why the world's most loved and hated doll drew such derision. The most common responses she received were out of touch, materialistic, and not diverse. She told Time Magazine that year that she regularly received hate mail and even death threats about Barbie's body. Then, in 2016, three new body shapes were introduced to Barbie. Petite, tall, and curvy. Not enough, because of course, there are a myriad of other body types to consider. The first Barbie doll in a wheelchair was released in 1997, though she was Becky and not Barbie. And it wasn't till 2019 that there was a full range of Barbie dolls with prosthetic limbs and wheelchairs. But it took a ton of backlash for the dream house makers to make a wheelchair accessible elevator. In April of this year, though, 
Mattel released its first ever Barbie with Down syndrome. And though I could make an entire series complaining about the lack of inclusivity in the Barbie brand, I do want to talk about some of the progress that Barbie did make. Because regardless of what you think of the Barbie doll brand or the Barbie doll body, which is my biggest bone to pick, it's hard to ignore that Barbie was the first thing on the market to provide girls and women with an alternative to the restrictive 1950s gender roles. Unlike baby dolls, which were the only thing available, Barbie was not there to teach us nurturing. In fact, the doll was a model for financial self-sufficiency. And despite having Ken in her life, the doll was not defined by relationships of responsibility to men or family. In fact, Barbie doesn't really have parents or offspring, And when in the early 1960s, consumers clamored for a Barbie-scale baby, Mattel did not make Barbie a mother, but issued a Barbie babysits playset. Also, the first Barbie dream home didn't have a kitchen. It was a single-story, one-room, 1962 dream house, including a hi-fi TV and a record player, a bed, a simple couch, and a closet, with plenty of books, records, and pennants, to identify her college degrees. But again, for the 1960s, giving a woman a dream home that is designed for fun and joy and peace without prioritizing a life of domesticity was super fucking revolutionary. So wherever you stand on loving or hating the Barbie doll, it's about damn time we recognize just how nuanced and important her role was. And honestly, still is. So let me know if you're seeing the Barbie movie, because I know I am. I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, cutie.